I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to Lost and Refound Podcast. We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's get started. Hey girl. Hi. Hey beautiful. How are you doing? I'm okay. I can't see you. <laughs> as you as you yawn. <laughs> I know. I'm so tired. Oh, of all the emotions that you've been feeling all week. Yeah. Emotionally exhausted. I forced myself out of bed today. I was like, I can't. I was watching um, the RBG documentary on Hulu. And then I was like, girl, what are you doing sitting in bed? Like, this woman's done so much in her life. And I'm like sitting in bed, just like soaking. So I was like, okay, get up and do something. Yes, so, be, the, be, be the bed RBG. <laughs> Gotta find that inspiration. She is inspiring. She's so she's inspiring. Really inspiring. And I mean, her out of like, and her story is like obviously like one that we all know, but like mm-hmm. there's plenty of women, plenty of people out there mm-hmm. that have such a similar story to to tell. And like, I'm like, we fight for them. You know, like I, there's no reason for me <laughs> to be not as empowered or, or powerful um, as as like they push themselves through and you know i always think i would well, maybe one day we can like interview like someone who's kind of like made it and like done it through and you know eventually when we go through our own journey like we can look back and talk about it but, like what do were they think like did they ever think like oh like not me like please like not me anybody else but me i wonder if they've ever thought that themselves but they just like push through <laughs> i haven't watched the our documentary but maybe she talks about it she's always been very quiet and like she's not like this trailblazer that we I mean she is a trailblazer, but she's never like as vocal as she is now. Um so before like she's she's made so much change and she's done so much so much incredible things, but she's really been like you she wasn't really truly celebrated until recently. I mean, yeah, because I think that a, that's what the media does, right? Like she, why why you talk about someone's amazing good work? When there's so like does that have as many clicks as someone's like terrible work like look at the shitty things that this person has done to everybody let's talk about that i'm like no like right like you're you're absolutely right like it was in my opinion like orchestrated by the media to to hide that so well I, also that she would just didn't talk she, about her and we, but she was also just not really in front of the media she's not that kind of personality she was much very much like the quiet reserve type um drama 
free. Drama free, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's very much opposite. Like, whereas they said her husband was like very outgoing and like always alive to party, and she's like the polar opposite of her husband. Mm. But they had such an amazing relationship too. I was like, man, relationship goals right there. But he got her into law, right? She was already going to law. They met at law school. They met in law school. Mm-hmm. But he got her into something. Like he inspired her. He to be like, no, he got her into the Supreme Court. He was the driving force oh, in that's pushing her through that nomination. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. So to be yes, the huge and because because you know she needed that support. Like at that time, what was it? Like the sex. The seventies, I think. I think the seventies. Seventies. Yeah. Sixties or something. Seventies, yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She definitely. Yeah, she needed, and she said, like, for her, back in the days, you know, women weren't prized for their brains. So, but, and like, he was the only man that she met, like, on the on the dates where he appreciated her for her brains, and he supported her a hundred percent. And he is the one that's out there saying, like, I'm the cook. You know, even though he is a prominent, he's a really prominent tax lawyer and he has a very successful career but he's very much like you know she's doing her thing and I'm the one who's in the kitchen and he's okay with that yeah and he's proud of it you know he's proud of her and I, I, I'm so crying because I was like oh my Man, gosh. goals relationship goals <laughs> I feel like you have that you have that with Sabra I do, I do have like, that I do have that I hope we continue and, to have that in like for 50 years you know but oh but definitely I told Sabra I was like I definitely I was like I see a lot of us in in their relationship too because he's the one who's always alive at party he's you know he's forever young he's always making jokes and um and I'm the one who's a lot more serious and and quiet so I was like I can definitely see like us in that too and that we constantly challenge each other always trying to push each other to be better so so we have that going (laughs) now let's see I mean it's 12 years in let's see what happens after 50 years (laughs) I mean I think it should be still just as good, if not even better, right? Like, because we're, we're always going to be finer with age. Um, and I think what's really cool about you and Sable is that you guys can both, like, switch out, like, who's in the kitchen at, like, different times, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're, yeah. one's not always cooking, like, maybe, like, one's serving, maybe, like, one's, you know, cleaning the dishes. And, like, that type of partnership is just you really don't find it in just people, like, or you, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard to find, so... I think it's a great thing. Yeah, that is what I appreciate about us. Like last week, I was, entire last week, I was just like out of commission. You know, I was in like such bad mental state. I was very tired. So he was there like supporting me every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll work all day and then he'll sit there and talk to me when I'm like crying in a room. Um, you know, he will make sure, you know, to get dinner for the kids and to get food for me and make sure I'm taken care of, you know, while he's working like two, two jobs at the same time you know, and still trying to take care of me. So like, absolutely, like, we definitely take turns in, you know, whoever needs, needs that support right now, you know, we're happy to take a, take a step back. And we're also really good in that we never get, seem to get angry the same time. <laughs> we just very we bicker, we bicker like any married couple who's been married for 12 years. But, but in terms of true argument, like anytime we, one of us gets really angry, the other person is yeah. very calm for some reason. Yeah. yeah, which is good. So we never have like, crazy fights that's good well because i think that it's it's an alpha personality right like you have the alpha and then you have the beta personality and i'm very much like a beta personality so i'm like okay like 
you know, I'll push back when I'm super angry, but like the way like a yeah. scared puppy would, <laughs> um, you know, like, and I'm just, See, I'm not scared puppy. <laughs> a raging tiger with a mask. Yes, you're. So if anything, that he's the scared puppy, then he's like crouch. He's really mad now. <laughs> and then when he's really mad, I'm like, crap, he's really mad now because neither of us get really, really that yeah. mad. So when we're in that state, the other person's like, uh-oh. Yeah. I already fucked up today. Right, right, exactly. And I would yeah. say, like, Malika's the same way. Like, he, I mean, I can count on my one hand how many times he's been extremely mm-hmm. angry and disappointed. And I, that's the same, like, yeah. disappointed and angry. Like, not even separate for him. Yeah. So um, that is, which I'm very thankful for. Like, I have a very forgiving like a significant other in my life (laughs) at the same time I know I think we're lucky in that yeah and he has taught me how to forgive as well like when I see him forgiving me for everything like I mean I remember like oh my gosh like how did you how did you trust me again like after this or why would you you know you're still kind like to me after this then that really just changed the way that I started to love and started to like appreciate and of course giving me permission to like forgive myself right like that was the first thing that I need to see um, because now that I kind of look back and like think about, I'm like, wow, like has no one ever done that for me before? And I asked Malinka, how did you learn how to do that? He's just like, I don't know. That's just like how, that's, I love you. Like, so of course I'm going to forgive you. I'm like, I know, but like, I love my family, but I can hold the grudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the same way, same way with, with Sable and I, he doesn't hold a grudge. He's like, he's angry and he's over it. Like, he'll literally, like, be yelling at somebody, and, like, 15 minutes later, he's like, I feel bad. <laughs> and I'm like, I used to hold grudges for years. Like, 10 years later, I'm still holding a grudge. Right, you know? exactly. And yeah. I had to learn over time, and he definitely helped me, influenced me a lot in that I don't hold a grudge anymore. Right, yeah. Because, you know, like, he'll always say, like, anger is a useless emotion. You know, what's the point? You just end up torturing yourself. The other person, like, doesn't even give a shit, and you're, like, angry for 10 years. Right, which I definitely attribute to, like, just, like his soul energy and knowledge that we just need to learn from because that is definitely a practice that was not unique to me and and yeah and like so now I see that in Malinka and he just like knows how to do it so I'm like wow that's like a lesson that it follows you it's just even Mm -hmm. his probably his family too um which is definitely something like I'm hoping to um install like in my children that Mm -hmm. you know where does this anger come from because no one taught me that must have been it must have been that no one taught me when I was younger and we, we all just didn't know. And I was just talking to um, a high school friend this morning that we were just like thinking about, well, like, no, no wonder, no wonder, like, we just didn't know who we were, like, as children in the 90s, because like talking about these types of emotions or these feelings that we have, the podcast that we have access to these days and that, you know, Dr. Dispenza, you couldn't find those people regularly. You, you had no. to go pay for that. It, um, well, it's not even... But even the perception of if you see a psychologist back in the days, you're crazy. You know, especially like even in like even back in the nineties. Even nowadays, yeah. Like it's not For regular. Sure. It's not very I think celebrities, you hear celebrities, but not everyday people, not a lot of everyday people have therapists. You know, yeah. you just deal with whatever it is. I'm like grow up in China is definitely like even nowadays in, if you see a therapist, it's straight up you are mentally insane if you go see a therapist. That's the, the perception. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it just it just depends on what you're exposed to. But it is right now, this information is a lot more prominent. I think we are going through, I think this, the world is going through like a spiritual change. Right. And a lot of people, especially with COVID now, a lot of people are looking inward to find 
happiness and peace because the world is chaos. Well, I also think that this morning I was thinking and meditating upon this and it just the thought kind of came to me. I was thinking that maybe 2020 is this karma release, right? Like this release, like that all the negativity that some souls have been spewing out, they're getting it back twofold. Maybe they're catching other souls like in the progress, but like this, it's just the timing. It's just like so strange. And then I was no, even but thinking. But then also, but we lost so many good people this year. So then. I'm not seeing the, any bad people are losing. I'm seeing so all, then, all these good people that are okay. dying. I had a thought about that as well. Like just maybe what happens if they're, they're saved for something because something else is coming. Right. Like maybe this, it's not done. I don't know. Just I'm putting it out so. there. Because today, I mean, this morning you wake, I woke up to, you know, RBG passed away and I'm like, okay, number one, we lost a freaking giant. You know, we lost someone who's truly inspirational. And then number two, Trump is still president. That leaves a Supreme Court seat for him to fill. That's not good for the future. I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm kind of getting chills talking about it right now because right now I'm reading um, the, the, Reve- uh, the book of Revelation in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And honestly, okay. like, this is... I mean, it's, it's very, it's written, it's written. There's going to be an antichrist and there's going to be a seat and he will come through with the sense of peace. He'll come through with a sense of peace. And there's, there's a series of events. I'm still reading it through. But where's but, the sense of peace right now? There's no well, sense of peace. But, so exactly. So we don't know who that is. Like, it's not, you know, we just have a description of who this man is, mm-hmm. who this person is. Um, and what the, and he'll have an army have an army of followers like he'll, it's a very specific number um and there's going to be like this piece, uh, list of plagues that will come upon the earth fire earthquake floods locusts like those are all listed and it will rain the tribulation period will be seven years um and i just you just have to think like it is biblical like or just even written like in the universe like i don't know like i'm still like, kind of like wrapping my head through this because I just have to read and I just have to understand like what is happening, what's going on. But these thoughts have just been spinning through my head all week, all morning, um, because I'm listening. I'm listening to like the universe. I'm listening to like what is going on, right? Like in, in the world right now. And because there's no other explanation from it. That's interesting though. I don't know. I, I haven't read the Bible since I was in high school. So I don't remember much. I remember it was really interesting to read back in the days. I read it's fiction. There's because, a lot of, right. Cause you, you know, start with I'm the stories not, first. I'm not religious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's kind of funny. I was thinking the other day, how come like I, I have, I'm more open-minded about reading about spirituality through these mindset books or through what scientists call like pseudoscience, I'm more open-minded to that than I am to any religion-based literature. Um, but when I was younger, I did believe in it. And I don't know, but even when doing that period and I read the Bible, I was just like, this is like not logical in any way, you know? And I know spirituality is not always logical. Mm-hmm. Like manifestation is not logical, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I am just, I feel very jaded towards organized religion. I look at the teachings mm. I remember from when I was in high school of what Christianity is and about giving back to the poor, about loving, you know, everyone. And I see how it is practiced in the real world. And it's complete opposite, especially now under like the Trump administration, you look at 
Christians and how they're acting. I'm like very much like, if anything, I feel like in the last four years, I have became, I became from not really caring much of religion to become very anti-organized religion. I don't have problem mm. with spirituality. I don't have problem with you have faith and you believe in God or in any religion. I don't have problem with that. I have a problem with organized religion. And mm. when I think about organized religion, I go back to the Bible because there's been so many different versions of the Bible, you know? And to me, when you start rewriting this according to the person who's writing it, then that's no longer the teaching of the original person. So yes. then to me, that makes a void. <laughs> there's a, yes. And you're not wrong. You're not incorrect. Um, I think, and, and that's the thing that we're, we, we always talk about um, is just, there are false prophets and there are people who will twist words just like even twist our words right like we see that all the time in the media we're like oh yeah like Joe Jamel like she said blah 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 and I'm like no she didn't <laughs> you know like you actually go back to like understanding the primary source and see like what actually was said um because people are always going to apply those teachings in, in whatever way they are um because we all have free will and I think that that's where those things get twisted I think where greed ego comes in the way and then you want to you you know, as, as people, we always want to feel right. We don't want to feel attacked. We don't want to feel wrong. And we don't want to admit that we're wrong. So we try to find ways to prove that we're right. Just as a habit um, to be like, oh, well, like, you know, this says right here that it's okay. So that as a person, I'm okay. But that's not how it works, you know? And, and that's not, I think, how it was intended. And that that is where I, I do agree with you that when it comes to this organization, really trusting like who's doing the organization um, and really looking at that soul and understanding like where are they coming from? Because there, there are many false prophets out there and there's false information. Um, and then we as people have to discern what to listen to. And even, yeah, those media sources, even like who are we listening to? Who are the influencers that are in our life? Even like, you know, our, my parents, like, you know, 90% of what they say is not bad. But then the other 10%, like, not great. <laughs> so we got to find a way. It's so like, as, as me, like, as a person, like, hey, tell them, like, hey, no, that stops here. Like, that's not okay to say. And instead of laughing it off. And, and it, in fact, it comes through. I've, I've read, I listened to a couple other podcasts, like, same thing with this year. Is it like this year, like 2020, like, year of strength. We're like, now we're listening. We're seeing. We're seeing the bad. We're seeing the good. And we're saying, like, hey, like, that's not okay. Like, you know, we don't have to like yell at people and tell them exactly what they're doing. Um, like, you know, be offensive to them. We have to be open to, we have to be open to teaching them at the same time and just like not letting it go. Um, and, and that goes for and same thing with us, right? Like not being okay with being wrong and being okay with like having your minds changed as, as people and as individuals. I feel like my mind's like in certain aspects, like I, I had the same thought in the view um, before I started really deep digging deep into the Bible and digging deep into the word because I was realizing that all the thoughts that I was feeling were things that people had told me like oh no don't read that because that's what this says and I'm like oh, okay like that sounds bad I'm not going to read that at all now that I actually read the word and read like what the, the translation from from Hebrew into the text like even just in English like you I'm like wow this is incredible like what type of life there is like in these words or in um in passages that um, people have just sucked life out of and just used it for bad and used it for and even now like I I think sometimes Trump does quote passages like from the Bible like there's just I don't even I can't even begin to express like how much of just questions so many I have so many questions 
Um, and so many things to talk about like with that. Maybe that's like a different episode. But in a sense, like I think we talked about one like uh, do a religious uh, episode around religion. Oh yeah, with, with Ashley. Maybe Lauren. have Ashley Lauren. I, I need to contact her. I think that'd be a re- that'd be a good episode to do with her because yes. she has so much more knowledge mm-hmm. um, in that part. And I I need to be educated because I'm like, and I have actually I thought about rereading the Bible. Maybe I'll put that to my my book. The list. other list of things to, for you to read, I, you, well, guys. I already have, have such a I long have list. Five, <laughs> I have five books I, I have physically next to my book set I need to go through for <laughs> I know I have like this this is like a giant pile it's like not even on my book stand it's like literally on the floor because there's no real high books on my nightstand <laughs> yeah so and I think that's part of what's causing my me anxiety and depression so maybe we can go let's go into our topic for today right? oh yes 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 so yeah so as I was saying like I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks I feel like like we texted but not truly talked because mm-hmm. I've been like yeah I've been in like such a bad mental state where I don't even want, I don't want to talk to anyone so I only been talking to Sable really um but for the past couple of weeks yeah I just been feeling I've been feeling very overwhelmed and I know part of that is going back to work right so now I have my full-time job I have you know kids that now I'm sending my kids to my sister-in-law's house while I'm working at, um, at home which on one side yes they're not here to bother me so I can concentrate on my work on the other part is I feel extremely guilty, right? And I really miss them because I'm used to not having them next to me. I'm used to teaching them. And the thought of me passing responsibility to someone else, even though I will have passed them out to their teacher to teach them, but passing them to my sister-in-law to teach them is quite different to me in my mind than passing them off to a teacher, right? The teacher, that's what they're hired to do. Whereas my sister-in-law is like, basically I'm saying, I don't have time. Can you please help me watch my children? And, and teach them in my place and I feel extremely guilty and that's eating away at me inside and then I just been feeling very lost I feel like there's not a lot of people I can talk to I feel like the world's super crazy and I'm getting more and more anxiety from it and I just feel like I even told Sable the other day I said I almost feel like I wish I didn't start this spiritual journey into understanding myself more because I feel like when I back in the days when I would just constantly in this anxiety depressed mood I built up this wall that held me up that pushed me through this time even though I was internally in turmoil and I wasn't feeling well but at least I was able to push myself through but now that I have recognized what I want in my life I have so much less tolerance for what I don't want and then having been forced to do things I don't want to do seems a hundred times harder than it used to be and that emotion of trying to that is like consuming me and I can't seem to find the joy I was finding anymore because I feel like I'm constantly trying to fight the feeling of doing something I don't want to do and giving up on the things that I do want to do and it's causing me a lot of anxiety and I wasn't sleeping well so I'm tired on top of that and emotionally I'm drained because I'm like crying everything makes me cry right now um and yeah, and it's really interesting because I feel like I talk to, I talk to you probably the most out of you, Ami, and Megan, and then I talk to Ami next. I don't really talk to Megan that much because she's so busy all the time and she's in New York. Um, but it's funny, I was telling her, Megan always seemed to reach out to me exactly when I need her to reach out to me. And she always says exactly what I want to hear. Like She's like the, probably the most intuitive person I've ever met. And I told her- like, She really is. I am so lucky to have her in my life because she literally just reached out and said, hey, just thinking about you. 
like I was in bed and just like crying and like not be able to get out of bed. So I just like texted her on like, you know, how I'm feeling. And then she sent me this video, nine signs um, that you're in spiritual depression. Right? And she said, I, I was literally going through the same thing last week. I spent half the week in bed crying. And, and then I watched it. I was like, oh my God, this is like so spot on. Everything I've been questioning, everything I've been asking and stable. It doesn't encompass everything I'm going through, obviously. But this is like the beginning of what was already there. I was already questioning before this whole work thing hit on top of it. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to just talk about this nine signs, signs of spiritual depression. And if you have experienced any of it, um, and then, you know, just hopefully like our audience can also feel like they can relate to this. Um, if, you know, if anyone mm-hmm. else on this, this journey is feeling the same thing, I would love to know because I feel like this is really important to understand. Um, because while I was in like my high, I was so afraid to go low that anything that's going to impede on my mood or my mindset feels like so scary, right? Because I, w- I was like, okay, I don't want to mm-hmm. be depressed. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be stressed out. But I forgot that that's a normal emotions, right? This is life. Life is never just going mm-hmm. up all the time. And that life's right. never going flat. It's always up and down, up and down, up and down. And that every change, there's a challenge. And I am definitely, I think, in that period where I think the most change is, is happening. So I'm most confused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. So I don't know, have you felt any, like, are you still in your high of highs or have you been feeling any kind of confusion before going to this nine in detail? Um, I think that for, for me, um, it's, I've always heard you have hills and valleys in your life. So that's something mm-hmm. that I've always been, um, I've always been aware about um, when, when I was growing up and, but I, but I think I interpret it when I was younger as like, I'm happy and I'm sad, but it's much more complex than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I understand that now. Um, but when I would be in my valley, I would always think like, well, like, where's my hill? Like, what will make me happy? And then I was always trying to seek different things, very much material things that would help me climb to my hill, but not really realizing that I was still in my valley. So I think mm-hmm. that that was also something I needed to understand and, um, and really go through. So take me through these nine. I'm very curious yeah. to hear. Okay. So the first one is you begin to lose interest in people you are close to. And that's behind as, you know, as you grow, it's natural to lose and gain friends because not everyone is growing at the same pace. So your friends that might not be growing at the same pace, you no longer have similar interests right? That conversation dies down and then you lose those friends eventually and you gain new friends. Um, that's something I, de- I definitely brought up to Sable a couple of weeks ago. I feel like I don't have a lot of people to talk to about this journey because people that are not going through this journey, when you start talking about manifestation and stuff, they start looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> I'm very lucky to have Sable. We talk about this all the time. You know, we always challenge each other and and so I do have someone to talk to and then I also talk to you, but it does feel, sometimes I feel like I can feel very lonely. That's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause you have to dig within before you can really, you know, go out for, for me. That's just like how I think my, my mind um, would work. So I would definitely close up because I have this confusion and I'd be uncomfortable mm-hmm. talking to people about how confused I am. 
Uh, and that's right, because I also yeah. can't, I can't explain myself as well, no right? I'm still learning. So yeah. like, I can only say certain things are red, but certain things I still don't really, I might believe it, but I still don't really understand. I don't know if I will ever understand how it truly works, right? Just like, how do you explain faith and religion? You can't really explain that in, in a logical way. So this is the same way where I can't really truly explain to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard to talk about it if you have experience or you're not in the trajectory to ever want to experience something like that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely easier having those conversations with people who have been there for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, I will say that's definitely a question, but that's, doesn't really bother me. Like it's not going to cause me depression. I don't usually talk to a lot of people anyway. <laughs> I live my head more than anything. I talk to myself more than anyone. <laughs> so <laughs> That's good. Uh, um, so, you know, I wouldn't say that caused me depression, but I definitely, exper- I am experiencing that. Mm. And I think I also want to say like, it's, I also experienced that I think throughout my entire life, you know, mm-hmm. as we grow into each phase, we always lose friends. And, and I think we're going to do an episode on friendship oh, yes. sometime soon. So Absolutely. we can talk about that more in detail. Um, number two is materialism doesn't interest you anymore. There's, and the argument is when you realize that the world doesn't satisfy you anymore, that material things doesn't satisfy you anymore, that's when you begin to search within and that can cause spiritual depression period while you're searching within because these outside materials can no longer fulfill the emptiness that, that you are trying to fulfill. And that's something I am definitely experiencing. Um, and I, I was a shopaholic. I still <laughs> spend more money than save all this. Um, but the things I'm spending now is definitely less. Like I'm not really buying clothes or like beauty products or jewelry. I am buying things more like courses and books. And mm-hmm. the what well, the most material thing I'm spending right now is is crystals because they look pretty and I also I feel something from them. What do you think? I know you you're a shopaholic too. I am a shopaholic, and so that's why I think that this one gives me a little bit of pause because the because there, I did go through a phase, right, where I'm just like, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. But it was a short phase. I mean, I think, I think well, you can see it in my bank account. I have short phases like that all the time. <laughs> I think it lasts literally, like, maybe a week. The month. <laughs> my, so this one lasted one month. Which, yes, that's Dang, that's good. Uh, for, for, yeah, one month for, like, you can totally, right, you could see it in my savings, or something, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, but, so it's a sign of spiritual depression, or is it, le- is it part of just the spiritual journey? They're, I think they're saying that when you are in the depth of it, when you're still trying to fulfill yourself, but material things is not helping you fill that gap. Oh. That's where that depression kicks in because you're like, because then you're so what's going to make me feel better? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I would definitely say I, I have been through that, but it was very short phase. It, it was very short. Then I don't, you know, and I don't really know what pulled me out. So I'm, again, I'm really curious about the other seven of these because I must have gone through some type of journey in order to somehow that just like click back in. There's a difference between spending money to fulfill like a gap versus if you need to buy something. Because I feel like I definitely yeah. notice when I'm anxious or I'm depressed, I definitely go on shopping sprees where I'm just adding things to my cart, just like whatever I want, I just add it. And there's not yes, a lot yes, of yes, yes. I've been that. what I'm purchasing versus, uh, versus like, I want to buy this crystal for a specific reason. And I'm searching and I'm buying this crystal and it might cost a lot of money. And it might also fulfill that materialism where it satisfied me that period I bought it. 
but I think I the intention behind it is a little different to me at least that's how I'm yes. separating the two is the intention yep. is different I'm not buying it, it because intention. I'm upset right now I'm buying it I'm buying it because I genuinely really want this item right because your intention is like sat- immediate satisfaction yeah versus the longevity of the satisfaction yes. and the purpose yeah. understood that makes that's very clear yeah and then number three number three i really don't see how this can cause you depression number three is you fall in love with nature you enjoy being alone but then you realize that when you go into situations where there are more people it causes you anxiety so you end up having more social anxiety um, because you now enjoy your time alone um Mm -hmm. i have always enjoyed my time alone i've always had social anxiety so (laughs) this is nothing new for me i definitely noticed though like during covid I think I've been quarantined for so long, even though I'm an introvert, I want to talk to people. But even when I talk to people, I only want to have like two to three people with me at a time. Anything right. more than two to three people, I, my social anxiety is stronger than before COVID started. Like thinking mm-hmm. about going to an office with four people causes me so much anxiety when I think about it. Oh. Yeah, like I don't really want to. This is one of the reasons why we went to. So we went to Monterey for Sophie's birthday, right? And it was definitely, it was not as crowded as it used to be, but it's definitely still crowded. I had so much social anxiety. The whole entire time I was there, I was thinking, I need to move. I do need to move to the farm. I need to move in the middle of nowhere where like for like a few acres, I don't see any neighbors. (laughs) Mm. But I also, so I also understand that piece as like, but also you will only want like when you're when you're again on this journey and searching you're very cautious about the people and the souls that you invite in your life and the energy that you're expending so that makes sense like because if you're in a you know someone's just stuck you in a crowd you're like I don't want any of these people these are not my people (laughs) you know so it feels like it's not your choice and then you feel forced in this situation I and those feelings just kind of come through I very much understand that. And that makes a lot of sense to me. So then uh, in by with nature, you're almost like choosing to like understand, like, yeah, you're choosing to be with the energy that vibrates with you. Um, and, and especially you, like you naturally vibrate with nature. You, you vibrate like Yan is such a plant guru that it, that makes total sense to me that you'd want to be there. There is so much, when I'm among trees, it just like a dip, it, the, the vibration there, I just feel so at home. When I was like on my mus- mushroom trip, like I spent all the time sitting in a patio, like next to all my tomato plants. There was like so much vibration coming out of it. I, I felt so abandoned sitting there. You have the happiest tomato plants. Like they're so delicious. Oh my gosh. So much delicious energy. <laughs> um, amazing. And in fact, like sometimes I feel bad for eating all your tomatoes. I'm like, oh, so sad. Like oh, you have so many tomatoes and I'm just eating all of them. Number four, you experience changes in your taste in movies and music. Yes, very true. When you gain a different level of consciousness, you pay attention to the lyric more than the rhythm of the song, which is true, which is why I can't listen to rap music anymore. Any violence, any vulgar language, I'm just like, I can't. Um, but I, but that doesn't cause me depression, though. Yeah, I agree I with you. I just don't listen they, to the radio anymore. Exactly. Like, it's not, it's something that you just actively, like, don't choose to do. But maybe I, like, I was just yeah. about to think um, or say that... Maybe the, is it an article? It was a YouTube video that had all these nine tips. Yeah. Um, maybe it was yeah. just titled inappropriate, like not inappropriately, but like maybe just needed a new title because I feel like I, I see all these things. I think it's more like spiritual change. Yes. 
uh, I can see how something caused depression. Like a couple more later, I think I can. I'm definitely. I think those contribute more to depression. Yeah. Um, the these ones we just. Well, I think that's more of a change I'm yeah. noticing. Yeah. But also, I, I think it depends that's on true. personality too. Because for me, I'm a natural introvert. I'm okay that I can count all my close friends on one hand. But I know certain people are not okay mm. with that. You know, certain people. I know extroverts need a lot more friends. They need to be talking to people all the time. So you know, I can't. Maybe if you're an extrovert, all of a sudden you get anxiety among people. I can see how that can cause you depression. Versus the introvert, I'm. This is already natural yeah. to me. People already cause me depression. <laughs> people already cause me anxiety. So it's nothing new, where it it becomes like jarring experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but my tasting movies hasn't changed that much. I still love action and superhero movies, but I do enjoy documentary more. Than before. Before I didn't really, I wasn't really into documentaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number five is definitely causing me a lot of anxiety, and you get drawn into a particular role in life. So um, once you figure out if you are a leader or a follower, you are very clear where you are. So if you're in the wrong position, it can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. This is where it's caused me the most anxiety. I realize my in real life, I'm the caregiver. That's what I truly enjoy doing. That's what I feel most at peace, most at myself. When I'm doing is when I'm cooking for somebody, or making I'm making something for somebody, or I'm taking care of my children, or you know I'm teaching something, um, or like when I'm managing other people and I'm seeing like people are managing grow. Those are the moments that make me truly proud and truly happy and truly feel like I'm making a difference and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing.、Um, And and this is where I feel like with my nine to five job now I don't have the time or the energy to do that as much, and that's where it's causing me so much anxiety and so much de- like depression that I am not able to care for my children the way I really want to be care for my children.、Mm-hmm. I'm not able to care for my husband and be there to support him the way I want to、mm-hmm. be there to support him. That becomes like a very conflicting emotion in me, and that's what I was saying. I was telling Stable this. Pe- Piece was much easier for me to do when I didn't go through this spiritual journey. When I just only focused on this is what you have to do. Don't think about how you truly feel. Just do what you have to do to survive. It was much easier. And now that I know what my role is in life, everything I'm doing feels like a lie. It feels like betrayal to who I truly want to be, who I truly know that I should be. Frustration and guilt mm. and shame. Mm. And that's been my three surrounding emotions in that frustration that I'm not. I had to give up what I truly want to do to survive.、Um, number two, you know,、uh, anxiety in in that、um, that I'm、uh, not not able to care for my children. I had to send them to my sister-in-laws, and and you know, and she's able to create that bond with them in teaching them. And me as as their mother is not able to create that experience with them. And then number three is、um, shame. Shame in that, why am I not grateful that I have a good-paying job? That when so many people right now are out of jobs, so many people would trade anything, would trade their right arm for where I am today. But I am not appreciating that. So these are the three conflicting. You know, they play against each other, and they are all contributing to what's bringing down my mental state, and what's causing me so much anxiety.、Mm-hmm. So this is definitely where I see I can see where 
the spiritual depression comes in for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that because it's just, I think that that's very, so insightful, I think, for other people to kind of like look through and like understand like the journey's like not supposed, it doesn't feel good all the time. Like, you know, it's, no. you, you got to go through like these deep, deep emotions that like we just didn't know or like that we've been harboring. Um, and just like pushing away and like as you said like you just were doing them to survive um, but not actually but not living like it was a fake life <laughs> you were like a, it was mm-hmm. like a shell of who you actually are and you were putting on a persona um, and which was which was okay but at the end of the day like that just took so much energy and like that's why you've like you know like you're seeking something different because you're tired you're tired like that's so much effort um, and definitely looking for that synergy of having your life be like not even separating like the work that you need to do for to support your family to support yourself to support your goals and your dreams and just living life like I I, and that's exactly what uh, manifestation babe just talks about like all the time is like when you're putting that energy into manifesting like those dreams like that's your birthright to be happy it's your birthright to like not think about the money that you need or just but you it's just yours it is yours to have and to hold and to gain more of every single day um and and I think that again this year just really taught me that is we like living in like the regret that I felt or just living in the negativity like those valleys like that's I can't see anything you know like why am I spending like half my life like in this valley when there's so much more to Mm -hmm. see um and that I think that's part of the vision though like I was like I just need to know what's up there that's what took me to that hill that um and I think that the high that that I am in now but I I think it's I think this is permanent in my life like honestly like I I do wake up like every day like with this gratefulness and just with this lightness in my life like truly like my Mm -hmm. light feels my life feels light I'm not saying it's like a super strong light like I mean because I'm still going through my journey but it's the fact that I know that it's never going to be extinguished the way that it was before um, and, and that probably also was due to um, the meditation journey that we, we went through together with um, and making sure like because I felt that way I needed that was that was a new it was a new feeling for me I was like wow like this is what it's like to be like truly free like even if it was for like you know seven minutes I felt free and I didn't know why and I didn't know how but I knew I needed to be there and that that's where I needed to understand and be and to like, so constantly seeking that. Um, and also looking at different things in my life that can get me there and truly like thinking in that abundant way has brought so many blessings like in my life. Like this week alone has been like just in crazy, like crazy, insane, like just full of abundance um, and just goodness. So um, I definitely hope that, I definitely hope like when we talk that you also feel like that type of light too because um, I know like every every week, you know, it brings new challenges um, and that you can always, you can always come and just yeah. release that energy. And that's why I call you all the time. <laughs> I text you all the time. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, but I definitely, I remember like waking up just full of hope for gratitude. I definitely have been not feeling that way for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but meditation has been that one escape for me. Anytime I feel like I, I, I I'm about to hit that bottom where I know I'm going to revert back to how I used yeah. to be. I'm like, okay, I need to go do my meditation. And I think part of it was before, before I went back to work, I should have stuck with Dr. Um, 
dispensers meditation, the full 90 minutes. But I actually switched to Catherine Zankina's 15 minute meditation because I just want something faster so I can do more things during the day. Mm. Um, and I think to me, that was a mistake because I am not, I'm still so early in my meditation journey that I need that longer period to, you need the discipline. to really get really deep. Yeah. yeah. And I need to go really deep. I can't go deep in 15 minutes. I'm mm. not there yet to where I can just go straight into it. And then, and then with Dr. Dispenza, I, even when I was doing it, I wasn't doing the full 90 minute. I was doing like the 60 minute. I was skipping the first 15, 20 minutes where he has, he talks about, he just has you like get into this mental state where you forget about your yes. body and you're only just in your yeah. mind. I was, I was skipping that part to go directly into the second, third, uh, second, third, and fourth part of that medication meditation. So while I was still able to get deeper, I wasn't able to take advantage of the full thing because I, in the beginning, I wasn't there yet, you know? So, that's really um, interesting. so now, yeah. So now I'm going back to doing the full night, 90 minute and it's challenging because, you know, I might work day start at a certain time and I like to do it in the morning. So it is challenging to fitting time, but I realized on the days I don't do it, I am in such a worse mental state. But with the mm -hmm. days I do do it, I'm able to prepare myself and be above my current situation in my yes. mind. Okay. And then number six is you begin to see the world as it truly is. So you begin to realize the world is more chaotic than you imagined. <laughs> you just uh, begin. Which I'm like, I was it's like, always I been everyone chaotic. realized in 2020. <laughs> but that, I think that's part of the being awoke. I always thought the world was a shitty place, but I think <laughs> the second part of that though is, is that you realize through this journey that by looking at the world as a negative place or judging the world as negative, you're also bringing negativity, right? The you only don't want to focus on that. The world yeah. Is through compassion. Yeah. And you yes. start to have Agreed. more compassion for people that have not gone through this journey, but I can see how in the beginning, when you see the world's more chaotic than you thought you were in the beginning, that could be very hard. It could be very depressing. Yeah. Like you, I could, I yeah. could see all these things actually, like now as I'm walking through it, that initially it makes you depressed. But then when you get yeah. through the stage, it's such a huge you, like, change. Are you're changing everything, you know, yeah, everything you have, you have, yeah, your mind's like flipping upside down. No longer true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, right. You're seeing the world. You knew, yes. Like you're like who, like yeah, yeah. like what's my soul? Then like what's my purpose? Um, and sometimes yeah. even in these thoughts, I have this out of body experience. And I'm like, why am I me? Then I'm like thinking, like you know, it, those really weird. Oh yeah, those are questions um, that that make you go crazy. <laughs> yes, where I'm like, those are those feelings that I have like right before bed, like this. Very, and I've always had that when I was younger. So I always so this is yeah was always something I was very much um it was always very much suggested in my life and. I have very, um, and I asked these questions. I think I've asked these questions as a kid and people would laugh them off. Now we don't laugh them off anymore, right? Um, yeah. And I think that now we're, we actually address them because we now have people open enough to have the answers or just even die deep enough to understand like, why are we having these questions? Whereas before, like people just didn't have time. People didn't have time. There was very, like there was a much more things going on in the world that people like, were rather focused on like all the movies I, I think that that was when like screens and movies tvs technology was just like really exciting and new and fresh so that took captured a lot of attention uh now like we've been saturated we've been saturated well, also i think just there wasn't an outlet that's true like there was all there, we didn't have internet 
but there was no internet. Like there I was mean, no like you, information you get is like you can search out books, you can watch the news, you can watch TV. True. But even on news, they only show you what the media want to show you, right? Like right, so, right, like right. without internet, I don't think we will be we will be where we are without internet. Internet has given That's everyone the, the the freedom to share their thoughts and and what they believe in. Some a lot of it is no good, but a lot of it is really really good, and a lot of it got conversation mm-hmm. starting. That's true. Yeah, no, absolutely. And which which is the positive. And we do want to focus more on the positive energy and um and not put it yeah, not put in the the universe that um that negativity like needs to stay. Like does our world need to be negative? I think that that's the hills and the valley. Like that's where when I was younger, right? I was having that confusion between like, well, you know, I have to be happy, I have to be sad. But like just because, you know, you have like the sweet and the salty, it you have a salty thing, but it doesn't make it bad. It gives it your life. It makes your life more tasty. Um, and I think that that's mm-hmm. where pain is. Yes, it's a part of life, but like every day doesn't have to be so painful that we can't get out of bed. <laughs> like, the, you know, we, mm-hmm. we can have different, we have all t- different tolerances, but I, I think that what life is meant to have for us, like the gifts that they have for us, we are meant to be in a joy state for most of them, for most of the time, <laughs> um, and really under and because the the salty and the bitter parts of our lives should be taking us to those sweet moments and helping us enjoy them even more, so that we can spend every day to the fullest. And you can start to savor every piece and every moment. You're grateful. You're grateful for like the little pains like in your life, um, and 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 yeah, understanding like which parts of it like you like we as humans. Um, oppose on ourselves like <laughs> like how much do I put myself in pain or like torture myself and how much is it it's just like it's literally a part of nature so like nature has its thorns um but the, yeah but it's not bad it's not an enemy it's just part of life so I think that's definitely something I've been toying with um and realizing and understanding from a more holistic standpoint um the purpose of where pain um and where the sadness really comes from well you can't taste the sweet without the bitter. Exactly. Or you can't appreciate the sweet without the bitter, right? Exactly. And yeah. I mean, it's just really a question of like, how long can I tolerate the, the sweet, the, the bitterness? But you also can't tolerate sweetness for too long too, you know? Like if something's way yeah. too sweet, then you're like, uh, give me something else, right? So that's what I'm saying about like life being tasty. I don't know. Maybe this is just getting really too metaphorical, but that's the only way I can really explain like the situation that I feel now and just the the um the level of understanding i have now with the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions i feel every day yeah um, what was the eighth seven. one right oh seventh we're in seventh that was that was the number that was number six those six okay number seven number seven i think well we we just talked about number seven number seven is you are hungry to more to know more about your your existence Ah, okay. That that makes sense. The, so, the transition. Okay. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight is also very related to number seven. You are hungry for more knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. More opinions um, and just more insights into life. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It says that you know you must search for the truth. You must have an open and curious mind. But it can also be very confused by all the books you're reading with the competing ideas. And that I definitely have seen some of that is definitely we you know th- this is again this is not spirituality is not science not science you know um people are going to have their own practices their own 
different beliefs. I and mean, even with science, people have different practices and different beliefs. So Absolutely. I've definitely seen conflicting things before. Um, but this is also where it's causing me anxiety is in that like I literally, I am in this stage where all I want to do is read and learn more. You know, I'm reading when I can. I'm listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks. Um, but with working full time, I don't have that much time to read. You know, the most time I can dedicate is I'll dedicate an hour before bedtime to read. What I really wanted is to read at least one or two books a week, which I can't do. So that's where, you know, mm -hmm. I really, you know, I want to get through these five books that are on my nightstand because I really want to, I want to, all five books have all things I want to learn right now. Right. And part of my journey, I'm realizing is patience. I don't have this patience. I want to know everything now. I want to do everything now. You know, I want the change to happen now. And that part of it is also my depression, my anxiety is I want it now. Um, I definitely understand that. And so I'm just like Googling something because uh, I was recently talking to Megan about that. I've been oh. following a little bit more closely my Ayurvedic clock, which are the moments and times in the day that your your spirit and your energy is a little bit more closely aligned to different uh, facets of your personality and different facets of you, um, who you are as, as a soul and as a person. So for example, um, between two to, I don't want to get it wrong, um, two to four, two to six is actually, yeah, two to 6 p.m. is Vata time. So that's a time where you have high metabolism, high movement, communication, you, you want to socialize. And for me, it's like my creative time. And you also have your last meal before six as well. Um, and so I've been focusing a lot more of my, I've been blocking off my calendar to have my head down time at work, or even just, you know, head down time in life where I'm drawing, I'm, I'm writing, I'm creating during two to six every single day. Um, and in the AM, focusing on the time on my meditation exercise, that's very light, where I can allow myself movement to be more slow, because that's my kapha time. Um, and that I can, I don't have to go things like super fast. I don't have to do a hit workout. If I don't feel like it, that's okay. I used to feel guilty for not moving too much in the morning, but now I know that that's like not what my body needs to be. Um, but my body can move, move faster, like throughout the day. So like after I start eating at like 10, 10 AM or like eat at 12 or, you know, 10 to two, I really have heavy meals. I, you know, that's where I like eat my, all my carbs. I can plan, organize. And really that's when I think I start my day, to be honest. I think I fold myself into thinking that like, even when I was an early riser and I would do a lot of things throughout the morning, it was things that I truly actually enjoyed. Um, but my planning, mm -hmm. uh, the the more like judge, um, the judging part of my personal, like if I were to do like the, um, the Meyer Briggs, like where I like to make the list, plan my day, like go out and buy stuff. That actually does happen between two, uh, 10 to 2 p.m. every single day. So I started blocking my calendar, my work calendar off that. And yeah, the craziest thing happens that every, like most days, I wouldn't say every day since it was just my first week, but most days I got off of work and I got off of work, did not turn on my computer after 5 p.m. Like I finished everything and was prepared nice. for the next day. I know crazy like that's why i think i had such a wild yeah week because you used, to, you used to be the first one in the office and last one to leave yeah, right and like so and you know and i think part of that was like yes i thought that i was maybe in a sense that i was like i was just like highly productive that i was just like thinking of all these things to do and i was 
but it was because my mind was constantly jumping like back and forth. So it was never focusing. Mm -hmm. It was literally trying to do 20 things at the same time rather than like 20 things in the day, finish, 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 finish. Now I can see that it makes so much sense to me now. Like, yeah, crazy. Like that's the best way to visualize it. It's like before, like I started with 20 things and then I would do a little piece of 20 things every single day rather than focusing on the first 20 and then literally go down the list. One, two, maybe not all like alphabet, like, you know, numerical order. Maybe I do like finish task one, then I would do task five, then I'd do task six. And that's actually how like I structure my day like every morning now. Um, and because of that, I'm able to sleep earlier so I can sleep at 10 a.m. like 10 p.m. and I can wake up at six, no problem. And that's how I started getting like my life back in check. Like, and now I'm on a Saturday and I'm really only doing the things that I want to do. Like, I don't even think about it as work. Like when I'm shipping or like preparing samples or just like doing like little research here and there, it's just a part of my life. And I think that that's, again, kind of contributing to the high of like where I am, but it's, I truly see it as this is the synergy of where my life and my purpose have truly like met up and I have found the missing link. So do consider time blocking. (laughs) Uh, I can send you the clock if you do want to give it a try. I do do time blocking already, um, but I'm just trying, so is this a different, this is supposed to be the same schedule for everyone, or is this different schedule depending on the same schedule for everyone? It really depends, yeah, on like, yeah, what your, um, your, uh, dosha is and your try if you try dosha because I'm definitely the opposite uh, I'm, def- I'm the most productive I think in the mornings so like mm. actually when I wake up in the morning is when I need to do my workout because if I say my workout for after lunch it's never gonna happen I'm so tired after lunch I need to do things that are easier after 2 p.m and like before 12 p.m is when I need to do the most thinking. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's great. Then that's, that's awesome. Then yeah. Like list those dates. Like, yeah. And then be really diligent. Like I was super diligent this week. Like again, just because of my first week and I could be, but like super diligent. And I was just like, no, like I'm busy. Like I'm telling like people, like my manager, I'm like, I'm busy during this time. Like, no, like I'm drawing. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not doing work during this time. <laughs> so, and that really helped. Um, and, um, and of course, like, I mean, we're all human. So not every day is like always going to be the same. And I don't, and the, I'm not stressing out about it. Like, I'm not stressing out, like if I can't make those times like work for me, but the fact that I can make a majority of it work for me, then I'm no longer at my computer at midnight, trying like stressing out about things that I should have done like at 10 AM because I already did it. I, right. I already did it and I'm prepared right. for the next yeah. day. So um, I think that that was just like really like that big change. Um, and um, yeah, I highly recommend that. <laughs> Looking into like your schedule and kind of blocking off that way, for sure. Something I learned from I recently was um, to not have uh, like more than 10 things on your to-do list. I day. also heard that, not from I, but yeah. from, um, uh, I, had, I bought a journal. I bought a journal of like 90-day goal planner. And in fact, yeah. you should only have, I mean, he says that you should only, his practice was that you should only have three things to do. And like, that's even crazier. I'm just like, right. And so he was like thinking, no, no, but don't think about it as like the actual, like jump in the car, uh, brush your teeth. Don't think about like those like specific tasks, but think about like your overall goals. Like your goal is to have a healthy day. So then you have all those things encompassing. Do you really need to write them? Like he, he himself, like is asking us, like, do you really need to write all that down? Because sometimes writing everything down, then you see this long list to-do list that then that also stresses you out. 
Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're like, now I gotta go back. I gotta check the list. Did I do everything? Am I happy? Am I happy? Like you're doing the, the check-in. Uh, when in all actuality, like your goal is just to relax. I because I used to do that, believe it or not, like on a Saturday and Sunday, I'd be like checking off my list. I'm like, you know, go, these are all the things I need to do. Like I can't sit down, I can't sit down like on a Saturday. Like, and then that was just taking the joy out of my my day of rest. And um, and and now I see that. So it's the I I mean, I'm still practicing, right? Like not every day. Like, in fact, like he was just like, sometimes maybe you won't even have three. Like imagine that, like you won't even have three goals. You just have the one goal. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Yeah, actually, I think, I think what I said was he, I don't think she said 10. I think she, what she said is if you have a hundred things to do on your, on your to-do list, then you're abandoning yourself. And I used to have a to-do list that's like, like off the page. I came and I filled the page. Right? I used to so, love it. I used so to I love ne- writing those lists. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so, but, but it got to a point where because I saw there's no way I can check everything off in a day. So I felt like so unaccomplished, right? I felt like everyday life was defeating me. I can never work through this list. Yeah. So then I think I, I narrowed down to under 10. And ever since then, I've been able to check everything off my Incredible. list. Incredible. But I do write things like, I don't write things about brushing my teeth. Like to me, that's not a to-do. That's just like everyday routine. Yeah, but just a, that write, was a bad example. <laughs> like yeah. go to the grocery but I do store write, or something. Um, I do write meditation and, and workout as one together. Or if I need to get okay. grocery, I do write grocery. Because for me, I think because I have gone so long without being able to check everything off my checklist, I like to see things are being checked off that are easier. So every day since I already do oh, meditation okay. and do that beforehand. So when I write my to-do list, I already, I either already finished that or I'm about to do that part. And I know that's automatic check for me. And that motivates me then to start working on the other ones. Cause as I start to see more checks, it motivates me because I'm not used to seeing everything being checked off all at once. And it becomes like a celebration moment for me that I accomplished everything. At the end of the day, I feel great. And I was able to do these 10 things. Amazing. That's incredible. And that's a good, really good practice. Really good practice like for, for everyone out there. Um, especially if you feel like you need um, to like you need a win, like having those like lists is like definitely a really, really good practice. Um, and that's not something uh, that um, I uh, like, yeah, like that's that's something that's really good. I would not abandon that <laughs> if I need to like. So I do. I sometimes I make a list sometimes of like a go me list. I'd be like, yeah, like did I smile today? Like did I do this today? It was like different things where I'm just like, yes, I'm I'm achieving my goals that I want to be today. So or like call my parents. <laughs> so, well, I had another good suggestion. She has us set like um, alarm to go off three separate times during the day. Uh, to like a soothing sound and when the alarm goes off you question yourself am i how am i feeding right oh like a check-in am i serving myself Mm -hmm. or or am i abandoning myself right and then if you're feeling great then then great you know but certain times you don't feel great you can't adjust yourself but but the i think the goal is eventually every time you have checking you're like i feel great i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing exactly and then that'll be just a habit for you to constantly build and that's yeah and again like the list that we're talking about she says she still she still does that so oh incredible yeah so um let's talk about the, the last spiritual depression is you begin to understand the hidden motives in people as your intuitive sense heightens you understand them in deeper level than just people's words 
and you're unable to see true motives are always hidden behind a smile. And I definitely feel I have encountered that and I'm able to see that a lot more. And I have, <laughs> it's funny, I have a lot more compassion for people, but I also have a lot less space for people I feel like who are trying to hide their motives. Hmm. And while I have compassion for them, I'm quick to also cut those people out of my life now. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Um, I was about to go to a different, I thought about it in a different way where when I used to, I used to assume people's motives very quickly where I would mm-hmm. read an email or I would get a text from someone to be like, oh my God, like, why did they send me that? That's super offensive. Like, how dare they? Like, I don't like, like this person anymore. I don't go through those emotions anymore. And I really, I do find if I get angry, right, I'm just like, oh, like I feel weird. Like, why did they say that? And then I think about it and I think, oh, well, like, you know, they probably just didn't understand. Or like, I, I just have to like talk it through, walk myself through and channel the anger and just channel it out. And then I'm able to respond in a kind manner. And in fact, it actually just happened um, on, on Thursday. I got some answers that I wasn't happy with and I disagreed with. I disagreed very heavily and um, mm-hmm. very str- and very um I didn't know how to express my words except for anger. And I would tell like Molinka, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. And then I, I channeled it really quickly through and thank goodness I did because that person called me to talk about it. <laughs> so it was almost like the, nice. the world just was telling me you got it right. Like get ready because you had to work through this because something like, you know, might happen and you're going to have to confront this. And, and we did, and we talked about it and like we, and I was very amicable and like understanding and I didn't lie. I didn't say like, Oh yeah, like your words didn't bother me. I was very truthful and very honest. And I was just like, yeah. you know, I don't agree. I understand now that you're explaining it, I understand better where you're coming from, but I still don't agree. So let's just talk that through. And I think that that was a, then allowed me to be um, a lot more, just honest with the world and just like where, where we can move forward. Because at the end of the day, like if I didn't say exactly how I felt, then I would have been forced to do something that I didn't truly agree with. Then I would have been, you know, feeling crappy for another two days. (laughs) So that was a really good practice for me to go through. And that's where I thought it was going, but it seemed, so I was taking it through like a more positive channel. Um, But the Mm, other way of, feeling the other motivations. I don't know. Like, do I always question? And this is something that sometimes, like, I know we talk about, like, does it, do people spend the actual energy to hurt someone that bad? Right? Like what another soul expend? No, I don't, I don't think people, I don't think people purposely set out to hurt another person, but I think people can easily take advantage without realizing they're taking advantage. Oh, you think that they just don't like have no idea? Like, well, I will say certain people know what they're doing, and certain people are just used to it. The thing right. with Sable and I both is we're, you know, we're so busy right now. Uh, like, I want people in my life that I feel close to, that I can share things with, that we serve each other. Right? It's a, it's a give and take relationship. I give and I also take, and you give, you also take. When you need me, I'm there for you. When I need you, you're there for me. To me, that's what a friendship is. But there are certain, there, and I know, I think you can probably relate to because you are a giver too. I think both us, we are natural <laughs> givers. And I'm starting to I don't realize weigh the giving. as I review. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've never really weighed the giving. But then I was, I think in one of the sessions with, with I, we're talking about giving and receiving. 
and how much do you receive in, in compared to what you give. And what she says, if you're a constant giver, you always give, 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 you don't never end up being a receiver because that's not the role that you're taking, right? Have you stepped back? And so that's when I stepped back and I was talking to Sable, like looking at all my friendships um, and how much I give versus how much I receive. And I re realized outside maybe like very few people who I consider, and that's why I consider them my best friends. A lot of people to me, it's, I'm always giving, but I don't end up receiving much back. And so I am now at a point where Sable and I were both so busy. We only have a certain amount of time to give and we want to give it to people who we know will be there for us when we're in a bad situation, when we need them and, and not to people who we feel like are just there because, you know, we have something we can offer right now. Mm -hmm. And and my question is, when it comes to the motive, do you think that you're more likely to forgive someone who, um, as you mentioned before, doesn't know that they're taking advantage of someone because they've just always been used to it versus like forgiving someone that definitely is intending to take advantage or, or hurt or be just a little bit more devious? Yeah, I mean, in both cases, I will forgive them because then I no longer spend my energy on there. For the person that knows what they're doing and just want to take advantage, that person's out of my life. You right make away. a decision. I right. see. I see. Yeah. So for the other person who didn't know, of course, I'll forgive them and give them a chance. But if I see that this is a repeat pattern, then you're eventually going to be out of my life. What are your thoughts on the whole nine? Like um, and I mean, one, it definitely makes sense. Two, I definitely need. I, now that we've like spoken through them and walked through them, I can see how they've played a part in my life, uh, in my whole journey, like, right. Like in terms of, I don't, yeah. Like, I don't want to say spiritual depression, but just like spiritual journey and just self-actualization. Um, because that makes a lot more sense to me, but I'll have to watch the YouTube video to, to really understand like what they were, um, like why they chose that title, um, and why they chose like to word the specific actions as they did. But uh, as we walk through them, I can definitely understand and like see different parts of uh, actions that I have done and also changed in my life to be less depressed um, as a person and just to be happier overall. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye.